Welcome to Smart Talk. I'm Scott Lamar. We are on a Smart Talk road trip today, broadcasting the program live from Jubilee Day in Mechanicsburg. More than 70,000 people will walk Main Street in Mechanicsburg today in what is the largest one-day street fair on the East Coast. With more than 300 vendors, it also is one of the largest as well. Uh, this is the 88th Jubilee Day, so this is a central Pennsylvania tradition that we're happy to be part of today. I encourage you to stop by and say hello, and if you can't make it during Smart Talk, visit Jubilee Day sometime today. It goes until 9 o'clock this afternoon, or excuse me, 9 o'clock this evening. Uh, we'll be discussing several topics about this event, Mechanicsburg, small towns, and the Cumberland Valley. Joining us first is Mechanicsburg Mayor Jack Ritter. Mayor Ritter, welcome to the program. Scott, thank you very much for having me today. This has to be a highlight of the year for you. This is a wonderful day to see friends and, and, and acquaintances you haven't seen for a while, and the food is just unbelievable. I, I, I just took a short walk up and down the street, and the fragrances, the, the, the different... Uh, Food items are just incredible. I mean, my, I'm going from side to side. Probably looked like a little puppy smelling everything there, but it was always oh, great. But we do a special proclamation, special proclamation from the from the mayor's office that the calories don't count today, Scott. Oh, the calories don't count today. No, the calories don't count. Today. Okay, you hear a phone ringing here. I think that's uh, the business where we're located, by the way. And I should mention that if you want to stop by and say hello, don't call us. Um, One thirty-eight West Main Street. Clay Service Center, and apparently someone needs uh, some car repairs. <laughs> but, Mayor, let's talk about uh, uh, Jubilee Day and why it is so special. I mentioned all those statistics about the largest on the East Coast. How did it become that way? Well, Scott, it started many years ago, as you say, 88, and it was called Farmers and Merchants Day. And it was the day between the farmers having planted their crops and, and waiting for them to grow and mature. So they came into town with their cows and their, and their cattle and things and had contests with the chickens, et cetera, et cetera, and baking contests. And also the car dealers bring their, their new cars out and they would line them up in the streets and the tractors and that sort of thing. That's how it started. Yeah. So, you know, very, uh, it sounded like it was very small when it began, but now as, as big as it is and so many people coming out, I mean, it is just, I have to admit, this is the first time I've been here. You know, I've heard people rave about Jubilee Day forever, and I'm glad to be here for the first time, but I can tell that it's uh, what everyone has raved about. You know, when we come into small towns like this or we do a small talk road trip, we like to talk about uh, the, the locations where we are. So let's talk a little bit about Mechanicsburg. Uh, I know that uh, one of your real keen interest in Mechanicsburg, not only governing the town, but the history of Mechanicsburg. And there was a rich history to Mechanicsburg. We have a wonderful history here. That's why it's called Mechanicsburg, but it used to be called Pinchgut and Drytown at one time. Pinchgut? Pinchgut. Where'd that come from? Pinchgut is a German term for a very small town. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I have another I have another picture in my mind what pinch cut was. No. But, okay. Yeah. Eating too much food. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, not, not the case. And uh, we, we did a lot of uh, wagon repair work here because this was a main route going west on Main Street. And the drovers, drovers are people that would, would uh, lead their cattle going west, etc., and wagons going west. So we built wagon wheels, repaired wagons, and that led to uh, uh, manufacturing here in Mechanicsburg. So you just learned something today. I'm sure our audience over the years realized that Mechanicsburg had something to do with mechanics. But 
just explained that it had to do with repairing wagons. That's where it got started. Probably most of those wagons are on their way west. On their way west. We built wagon wheels here in Mechanicsburg at one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Civil War. Uh, Mechanicsburg is not like one of those places like Gettysburg, but it is, was on the Gettysburg campaign. This is the most northern town that the Confederates got to in the Civil War. They came up through Carlisle into Mechanicsburg, forced us to surrender the town and forced us to feed the troops and everybody gathered food and we fed the Confederates as they here in Mechanicsburg and they went on east from here had a few skirmishes and then uh, what what we really did was we fed them northern fried chicken and they didn't like that they jonesed for their southern fried chicken we say that's the reason they turned and went south so uh that's a little-known fact that isn't recorded in the history books no, very no, often. No, Could have turned I, I, the tide. Turned the tide. I'm trying to get it in there, but that's about as far as I can go to a radio talk show. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the audience likes that explanation. <laughs> All right. Who was which Confederate general it was, was General Jenkins? Okay. The troops into here, and it was a cavalry cavalry unit, and they were in, on horses. And what did they, when you said that uh, you had to feed them and they took over the town, were they threatening to uh, burn the town? They were going to shell the town and they came into town under the uh, flag of truce. And uh, uh, the mayor at the time, which was called a Burgess. uh, Very British. Very British. Gave them, they uh, surrendered the town, surrendered the Mechanicsburg town flag to them, so to speak, an American flag. And... uh, we left them. We fed them and let them pass through toward Camp Hill. Mm. They were headed toward uh, Harrisburg. Right. They really wanted to capture Harrisburg. Right. Yeah. Cooper Wengert, who has uh, an 18-year-old mm-hmm. man who has written 10 books at the age of 18 about the Civil War, mostly in this area, is going to be a guest on our program. He has uh, a new book out uh, talking about slavery in South Central Pennsylvania. But the Confederate advance on Harrisburg, I believe, is one of his first books. All right. So after the Civil War, how did Mechanicsburg flourish? Well, uh, the, the manufacturing got to be good here in town. We had the Drop Forge, and we had uh, we had a, a company that built shoes, made shoes, and we had really made blankets, etc. And that that flourished and made a lot of jobs for the area here. So, what makes Mechanicsburg unique besides Jubilee Day? Well, we are a, a hub here. We have uh, state roads that come in and out of Mechanicsburg, and in the morning or in the evening, with traffic coming and going, it's a very, very busy place. And there's a lot of uh, people that live here that work out of town. Uh, and you know, it's one of those things that uh, hmm. uh, you know, people who live in Mechanicsburg and in the area, you know, it truly is one of those places where people say they love to. To, to live, raise a family, work, whether it's in one of those hub areas. There's, uh, there's so good reasons for that. Well, what are those reasons? Okay. We have a tremendous amount of excellent service clubs in the area. Yes. We have, a, we have a lot of churches in the area, very active that way. Our school system is unbelievably top grade in Mechanicsburg. We have a wonderful museum, very, very active museum. Museum? Museum in Mechanicsburg. Which, what is it? What it, where is it? No, what is it? What is it? What's the museum? What is a museum? Well, they're trying to capture and keep alive the history of mechanics. Oh, is what okay. they're doing. Uh, right now, there's an a, a exhibit of the 1950s right now. You look like you're maybe in that vintage, but I'm just guessing. <laughs> uh, I hope a, you're talking about my birth date and not how I'm dressed. <laughs> we, have a, we have a fantastic <laughs> library in Mechanicsburg. 
very, very active. And they have over 700 people a day visit our library, over 700 a day in and out of our library. Wonderful. We have a swimming pool and, and a wonderful park system. Well, you sound like you're trying to get people to move into town, but you know, one of the things I often hear about Mechanicsburg is architecture. Mm -hmm. People who talk about uh, uh, you know, coming down the street, driving through Mechanicsburg and talking about the old buildings, uh, some of the old taverns. Um, talk about the architecture. All right, from where we're sitting, you'll have to explain this to your audience, but they're across the street. There's a building right there that has wooden siding on it. And that same type of wooden siding is used at Mount Vernon in George Washington's home. I was just there last year, and you're right. What kind is that? Your eyes got big. You don't know the answer. See, I, don't I caught you with one. Yeah. I don't have the answer to you that. You better study that next that, time. What, what year was that? Okay. We have a lot of tower homes in Mechanicsburg directly across the street. There's a tower home. We have many homes in town that have towers on them. We call, it, we call them tower homes. Uh, a lot of the architecture has a, an Italianate look to it uh, with the uh, up, up, by the uh, up by the roof line, that sort of thing. Yeah, just within sight here, I, I can see several buildings that uh, people would find uh, interesting architecturally. Well, Mayor Whitter, I want to thank you very much for having us uh, uh, here in Mechanicsburg on Jubilee Day. And again, I encourage everyone to come out and see the mayor. He's the one with the top hat on. I, from a distance, I thought there was a Lincoln impersonator, right. but then I saw he didn't have a beard. Okay. Thank you for having All me. All right, thank Bye. you. You're listening to Smart Talk on WITF, your home for NPR News and all things regional. I'm Scott Lamar. Welcome back to Smart Talk. We are broadcasting live. It's a Smart Talk road trip broadcasting live from Jubilee Day in Mechanicsburg. I'm Scott Lamar. More than 70,000 people will be here today walking Main Street, largest one-day street fair on the East Coast. And sitting next to me is the man who is... I don't know if I want to say you're responsible for all of it, but uh, I could just tell by the look on your face and those sighs that you're letting out that you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. Jeff Palm, who's executive director of the Mechanicsburg Chamber of Commerce. Jeff, you okay? Uh, I think so. But that weight of the world is feeling real Why? tight. How much goes into this? Uh, almost a year's worth of planning. Really? And uh, the last six months is when we, you know, start going full bore and the last 24 hours is just nerve-wracking beyond belief well how do you put together something as big as this and how did it get this big how it got this big i'm not quite sure <laughs> i kind of <laughs> it gets bigger every year i try to i mean my background is in tourism which means build it up bigger and bigger and bigger so i try to do that each year um but word gets around and as other vendors talk to each other at other shows, they say, hey, go check this one out. Yeah, and, and not only that, but uh, every year there is media coverage. I see television, radio, newspaper. You do get a lot of media coverage because it is such a large event in central Pennsylvania. That has to help too. Oh, it definitely does. Uh, we have um, great affiliates uh, with every television and radio station in the area. Uh, and this is the place to be. I mean, all roads lead to Mechanicsburg today. All right, well, let's talk about why. Why is this uh, such a unique event? Part of it, it's one of the first major events for the summer. I mean, the first day of summer is, is Monday, uh, and this is always the third Thursday of, of June, which coincides close to that. 
So it's, it's the start of the summer season and everybody having their vacations and having fun and getting around and, and just taking a day off from the real world. Now, we heard from Mayor Ritter as to how it got its start, but how did it get so big? I mean, when you're talking about the vendors talking, but the people coming. 70,000 people, and I've, yeah. I've seen estimates of up to 80,000. Yeah, it, it's one of those that it's, it's constantly estimate because we don't have any gates or tickets, so that's a tough part. Um, I just think it, it's Americana. I mean, this is small-town America, and this is what people want to come to, and, and it makes them feel you know, warm and fuzzy. Uh, and everybody is you know, pretty much in a good mood. I mean, I get a little edgy because <laughs> cause I, wor I worry about everybody and everything. Uh, but I think it, it's just one of those that this is the way in the day that we can put the rest of the world behind us. Mm. Well, that's a good way to put it. And, and uh, you know, putting the rest, of, especially at a time like this, putting uh, the rest of the world behind us. What are some of the challenges? Uh, challenges, of course, are you know, making everything flow in and out somewhat seamlessly. Uh, and, of course, security is, is on everybody's mind these days. Uh, with the, the help of the, the borough and, and our new police chief and the, the county and even the state helping us out with security, it makes us feel a lot more comfortable, which is definitely a challenge. Um, and then when you have so many people uh, in one place trying to keep them in, in a good mood that they're not getting on each other's nerves or, or having any incidents, that's always a, uh, a challenge. The other thing is getting 325 vendors in in a two and a half hour span and then getting them out in a shorter time too. I, but this morning when we came and we set up, I could tell they were very organized, probably because they're veterans and had done it before, but I've been to events where there are cars and vans and trucks all over the place. And it wasn't that way this morning, it was very organized. We try to prep people as much as possible in advance on exactly, and try to color code things too. Make it simple. If you don't have this color, don't come on this street type of thing. Um, and then we have some great volunteers. That's, that's a key thing. Uh, our volunteers that have been doing it for years too, uh, always kind of monitor the same area and make sure people get in. But yeah, the, the veteran vendors, um, of course, make it easy too, because they know exactly where to go, what they're doing, how to get it out and, and keep moving. So tell me uh, some stories about uh, some of your favorite Jubilee days. Ooh, my favorite one. Well, okay, maybe not favorite, <laughs> but memories. Uh, memories, memories, memories. Uh, we've had everything. I mean, weather is always the, the thing that sticks in my mind the most, uh, just for the fact that we've had extremely hot days and extremely wet days. And, well, today may not be perfect to look at, but it may be perfect to feel. Uh, it doesn't look like we're going to have the, the rain that uh, we were supposed to, so that part's nice. Uh, my memories are not of fun like everybody else. Mine is of work. I take this extremely seriously because I have 325 businesses here that are trying to earn a living, and I want to put them in the best position to do that. Well, and that, that's what I think of every year. Well, you are the executive director of the Chamber of Commerce, so you're thinking about that 365 days a year. As you're put on your Chamber of Commerce executive director hat for a moment, businesses coming to Mechanicsburg, why, would they, why do they uh, come here or stay here? Why do they do business here? One reason is, is our position. Being between uh, Carlisle and Harrisburg, it is definitely a major transit route. So you get a, a lot of exposure. For, for those people that are downtown, as you're driving down Main Street, then you have to stop the stoplight. Uh, 
you get to see these businesses. And then you also have that small town, downtown feel, which you, you lose in the strip malls and in the big box stores, which are, there's nothing wrong with the big box stores. I mean, they, they serve their purpose too, but the individual type of, of business and, and the effort that the business people put into when you're in a, a boutique type shop in the downtown gives you that, that, hey, I count as a customer. And that's why you go to a downtown. And we have uh, some, some wonderful shops here in, in Mechanicsburg and restaurants and services and that type of thing. You have maintained, I say you, meaning Mechanicsburg, have maintained your downtown much better than a lot of others. You fared better. As you said, the strip malls, the malls, uh, the big box stores in the last uh, 40 years have dominated the suburbs. But you've maintained your downtown to a degree. How difficult is that? Extremely difficult. Uh, finding business people that are committed to take the, the chance because it is a chance uh, because you don't have the, the convenience aspect of things that you do with a, with a strip mall or with a, with a larger store in a highway type setting. Um, so that, that's the, the, the biggest uh, obstacle that we have is finding people that are willing to take a chance. But when they do, they do it right. That's the, the key part of is they are all in because this is their livelihood. So they're going to give the best service that, they, that you can possibly get. And you'll find that in downtown. And that's what we have here in Mechanicsburg. You know, one of the things that uh, many people, in fact, most people are looking for is entertainment. Uh, downtown Mechanicsburg, I know that you have, well, not just downtown, but you have uh, some restaurants that are destinations for people. Uh, what about nightlife, like on a Friday or Saturday night? For the most part, we have uh, just a few restaurants that, that have that. Um, this isn't the, the second street of Harrisburg right. type of, right. of destination. Uh, Snappers is, is one that has uh, entertainment you know, on the weekends, that type of thing. We will have a, a new restaurant opening up where Grandpa Growlers were, was, uh, and those are actually uh, uh, some people who have the, the firehouse in downtown Harrisburg, so I imagine they're going to be bringing and some of that. The VFW and uh, or the American Legion and the Mechanicsburg Club have bingos and things of that nature too. So there's some entertainment that way. Mm -hmm. well, but that's it, it's, it's not the hopping type of thing that you're going to find on Second Well, but what you described earlier, uh, small town Americana, I mean, that's that fits right in to what you, what, what you were describing. So as someone who uh, is trying to attract business, keep business people happy here, uh, what, you, what pitch would you make to uh, to people out there about Mechanicsburg? And for those who said, well, you know what, I've never been to Mechanicsburg, I've heard about it, I've driven through, I'd like to shop there, walk that, that main street. Part of it is, hey, come see what you're missing. I mean, visually, you, you see a lot. I mean, I heard you talking with the mayor about the architecture, so you have that, which it, it gives you that, that comfort feel. And that's what most of us are looking for, is just a little bit of comfort. Not the hustle, not the bustle, not the rush, but you know, come down and just take your time and check out each store. And you're not gonna be pushed around, but you're all, like I said, you're gonna get great service. I mean, you walk into to Ritter's Hardware, you're gonna get wonderful service. And that is Mayor Ritter's Hardware Store. Yes, sir. Um, but when you walk into to the different restaurants, you're going to get served. It's, it's not one of those that the customer is doing the, the owner a favor. The, the owners recognize that, hey, we need the customers. You come down here, we'll treat you right, and then uh, you'll have a good time and you'll come back. And then you also tell your friends, oh, 
I also, uh, before we went on, I mentioned to Jeff, I asked him about all the food items here and what he likes. Tell me what you said. I don't eat food on this day. I my, know. My, I, my stomach is tied up in knots. Uh, yeah, it, it's one of those that I look at it, and right now I, I smell a couple of different things going, and I'm like, oh, that's good. But I'm like, I don't think that's going to sit well with me. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll do you a favor. As a visitor, I'll make up for it. Okay. That's what I, I ask everybody else to go and, and have an extra sandwich or some kettle corn or uh, or an extra drink. Uh, you know, have it on me. But it, it's one that uh, yeah, I yeah I think about it the next day. I'm like, man, that would have been good. But uh, nah, my ner my nerves won't allow me. <laughs> Jeff Palm is the executive director of the Mechanicsburg Chamber of Commerce that organizes Jubilee Day every year. Jeff, thank you very much. Congratulations on putting together one of the best events in central Pennsylvania and actually on the entire East Coast. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. And I want to bring in some others here. Uh, one of the things I asked Jeff about was getting some uh, people on the air who have been in Mechanicsburg at Jubilee uh, for a long time. And we actually walked the streets and, and asked a few. Jeff uh, suggested a couple for me, but I went down the street and I have to admit, I was looking back and forth at uh, at the at the you know the different uh, food vendors, uh, but uh, I caught up with a couple as well. I want to bring them in now. Barb Menges, and I'm, am I pronouncing that correctly? No. <laughs> what is it? Mingus. Mingus. All right. I only, it only takes me once, I think. Thanks, Scott. Mingus, <laughs> who is one of the owners of Keystone Kettle Popcorn, has been here for how long, Barb? Thirteen years. All right. See now, since you question my uh i might ask you how old you are but no i won't go there i won't go there i think i'm well preserved all right okay okay also chuck eberly who is with the rotary club of mechanicsburg chuck welcome to the program good to be here all right uh so both of you have been here for a, a long time chuck you actually are a mechanicsburg native uh, with the rotary club now and i saw that the Rotary Club was, uh, was selling soft pretzels, and that's what got my attention when we started talking. So from the time you were a small child coming to Jubilee Day to today, how has it changed? I think that you look at the kids' faces down here, they're all smiling, they're happy. <clears throat> it reminds me, you know, when I was a child, we would, Jubilee Day was a big deal. It was, we would save for Jubilee Day by collecting bottles. We would get two cents for a bottle and uh, we would spend all year collecting money to come down to Jubilee Day, mainly to win a goldfish. So Everybody has that. And how long do those goldfish live? Some, uh, a couple years. Yeah, most, oh, that, that's good. Most, that's, that's record. Most would not make it uh, a few weeks they'd be gone. Now, I hope you didn't just make that story up because that's too good to be true. You <laughs> turn your bottles in for two cents so that you could save to go to Jubilee Day? For sure. If you were lucky, you would get a big bottle that you could get a nickel. That, that, <laughs> that, that, was, that was quite the find. See, I do remember those days. <laughs> I remember walking along the road, picking up bottles that people had, had thrown out of the car to, to turn them in. But uh, it was that big of a deal that you wanted to save for all year to, to come to Jubilee Day. A big deal. It was a, kind of a competition with your friends to collect more money, to have more money to be able to win more goldfish so it, it was a big school event too <laughs> so you'd be walking around the street with those little bags of goldfish huh? yep for sure get, take them home come back get more <laughs> <laughs> well tell me about the the rotary club and what you do here in mechanicsburg the rotary club is um, 
been in place for 78 years, so almost as long as Jubilee Day. Um, we mainly support um, students. We have a lot of youth programs. Little League, we give out scholarships to um, five schools in the area. We also completed a uh, water sanitation project in El Salvador. We put in 208 um, self-composting latrines mm -hmm. and outfitted the whole village. Yeah, I know that uh, Rotary Clubs around the country are, and around the world are very, uh, very much involved in international, just what you describe, projects like that. So that, that, that's good to hear. Let me bring Barb in. Barb, uh, you mentioned that uh, you've been here with the Keystone Kettle Popcorn for the last 13 years. I imagine you haven't seen a lot of big changes, but you were describing to me that you're kind of stuck in your booth, so you don't get to see up the street or, uh, you know, the people walking around. We do get to see the people walking around. The first year we were here, I actually got seasick because of the movement of the crowd. Really? There was that many people. They made four um, lines going in each direction, and it was constant movement all day long. And you got seasick? I got seasick, motion sickness. How do you know you got, I mean, I'm not going to ask you what happened. I'm but, uh, not blonde, so I wasn't dizzy from that. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering, I mean, so you actually got motion sickness yes. from all the people walking by. Yes. Well, what made you come to uh, Jubilee Day here in the first place? Uh, we had waited about three years on a waiting list. Oh, because, really? There's a waiting uh, list? Yes. Uh, it's really nice because they limit the number of same-item vendors, so there's more diversification for the people that come to visit. You won't see five sausage people all in a row. So you get from A to Z. And so we were on a waiting list for a couple years, and then finally we were able to get in. So it's worthwhile coming, and once you're in, you want to stay in. Are sales very good? Pretty good. Pretty good. You thought about it for a while. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to mention how many wheelbarrows we have to use to get the money to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we see a wheelbarrow behind your stand, then we, we, we know what's going on. Now, I'm sure you do a lot of events like this. What makes this one unique? This one has the most diversification and things for people to do. Uh, there's stuff for the adults to do. There's stuff for the children to do. There's things you can eat, and there's stuff that can eat you. I see some big snakes here today, which is kind of unique. Where? <laughs> oh, you mean we have a snake stand right out behind We do. Us? We do. See, you didn't even get out to look yet this morning. Well, I didn't get out to the snake stand. I was looking for food. And, <laughs> well, you know. there, and there is a Venus flytrap further down. So oh, okay. That's so a little more your style, I think. I, <laughs> I guess so. I did not realize we had reptiles here as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, so when you do come here, what do you look forward to? Honestly? Yeah. Seeing Mr. Palm. Uh, Jeff, who yes. was just on. Yes. You like Jeff that, that, that much, huh? Uh, I like bald men. <laughs> well, I'm almost there. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, well, it's good to hear that. Uh, let me bring Breck in, back in, uh, Chuck. Uh, you know, when we were talking with Mayor Ritter about history, and I know that uh, the WITF audience is unique in that it is always very interested in history. Now, you talked about uh, when uh, you were a kid and, and saving money come a Jubilee. What changes have you seen over the years, not just with Jubilee Day, but with Mechanicsburg? Well, you look at, at Jubilee Day, uh, 
the vendor, to me, I, it's, maybe it's my outlook on Jubilee Day. I, I focus on the food. I don't, I'm not worried about the fish anymore. Or but the snakes. The, or the, uh, definitely not the snakes. But the, um, it's, it really is an event a happening for f old friends to see each other. Uh, you know, when you're a kid, you want to see all your schoolmates here. Now I still see some of those schoolmates today and family, friends, and I think it's just a, a community event that everybody comes together and enjoys seeing everybody. You know, I always wondered why there aren't more towns that do things like this. I mean, people, there are a lot of towns that have their, uh, their carnivals and, and that kind of thing, but you're right. This is a gathering spot for the community, for visitors, people coming from miles away. I always wonder why more towns don't do that. I think if you ask Jeff, it's the work that it takes to, to put probably. it on. Yeah. I think what's amazing is it's it's one day. That you would, all the work that goes into this, you, you would think, let's do it for three days. Let's really yeah. make it last. What about, uh, man, we need to pray, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, we need to pray, too. Uh, I, I mentioned also, I wanted to have you talk about that, uh, changes you've seen in Mechanicsburg throughout your life other than Jubilee Day? My family's been here since the early 1700s. So the, really? The wagon wheel factory was an ancestor. The uh, lumber yard, uh, many of the businesses in town started the bank in town. So <clears throat> I've seen those manufacturing, a lot of the manufacturing jobs leave Mechanicsburg. So that, that's changed. Uh, some larger uh, businesses have moved in like Fry Communications. So there's some larger employers still here, but the, a lot of the smaller ones, the uh, shoemakers, apparel, the wagon wheel guys, definitely, he's, he's done. <laughs> Where was that? <laughs> Where did they make wagon wheels here? Uh, right behind us. Really? Yeah. So we have snakes right out front and wagon wheel factory behind <laughs> us, huh? See, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm in the, in the, right in the middle of history here today. Uh, when did that go away? When they stopped making wagons, I assume. Uh, Probably soon after. Yeah, I would think that probably makes sense. That, 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 dumb question. Huh? Matter of fact, one of the beautiful homes up the street was uh, Eberly and Oris had the wagon wagon wheel business, and they had two homes side by side that were identical. Now, do you, your name obviously was on it, do you still have uh, remnants from those days? Do you have old wagon wheels? I have no wagon wheels. You have no wagon wheels? Yeah. My, my wife made me get rid of all my wagon wheels. See, I was picturing you, you having one of those homes where they're like half wagon wheels out of the ground. With a, and have a coffee table, yeah, wagon yeah, wheel, coffee yeah, table. Yeah, 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 and you don't. <laughs> and the what, how long have you been married? 26 years. I think that'd be a deal breaker right there. But, uh, <laughs> well, I want to thank both of you, Barb and Chuck, for being with us today and enjoy yourselves. Uh, Barb, good luck today with uh, that wheelbarrow thing. Um, and Chuck, thank you very much. Go back to selling pretzels. Thank you. Pleasure. <laughs> You're listening to Smart Talk on WITF, your home for NPR News and all things regional. I'm Scott Lamar. Welcome back to Smart Talk. I'm Scott Lamar. It's a Smart Talk road trip broadcasting live from Jubilee Day in Mechanicsburg. Yes, I know we're talking a lot about Mechanicsburg, but that's kind of what these road trips are about, that the, the towns, the cities we visit uh, like to look into the backgrounds, the history. Uh, as I said, have said many times, the WITF audience, history is one of their favorite topics. And I think that, uh, 
you know, one of the things we like to talk about is that every place in central Pennsylvania has some history. Maybe not the place where George Washington slept here or anything like that, but uh, just what we're learning about here today with Mechanicsburg and Jubilee Day and the history of Mechanicsburg. Jubilee Day will be open until 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, we are located at 138 West Main Street uh, in Mechanicsburg at the Clay Service Center. Uh, we're under... Um, the canopy outside of, of Clay's, uh, you've probably heard the phone ring a little, a couple times here with people calling to make repairs, but uh, Clay's is actually closed, I think, uh, today now uh, as we're here. But uh, we'd like you to stop by. We have a few chairs. Stop by, say hello, and uh, you get to see the, the, at least the remainder of the program, the next uh, 20 minutes or so, uh, and then take advantage of all the things that uh, Jubilee Day has to offer. Joining me now is Kristen Rao, who is the communications manager for the Cumberland Valley Visitors Bureau. Kristen, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. This has to be one of the highlights of the year for the Cumberland Valley Visitors Bureau uh, since you have a lot of visitors here today. We do have a lot of visitors here today, and um, I love that Jeff said this kicks off the summer season. Um, it's definitely nice to start our busy travel season with such a great event in one of our um, really great downtowns. Is this something that uh, you, you go out of your way to promote outside the area? I mean, definitely. I think all of our events, we have so many great events that we um, can help promote, and it makes our job so much easier when we have great people putting these events on and giving us all the information we need to really um, bring the people in and um, obviously people are coming out today and they do every year. All right so I'm going to ask you about some of the destinations, some of the sites, some of the things that uh, people come to uh, to the Cumberland Valley and notice I'm saying Cumberland Valley that's the name of uh, your, your visitors bureau it's not just Cumberland County it is the Cumberland Valley. For those who are geographically challenged or mm -hmm. maybe historically challenged where is the Cumberland Valley? Well, the Cumberland Valley itself is a really long range that goes down into Maryland, but um, we represent the area from Shippensburg all the way up to the river. But we prefer to call it Cumberland Valley because it allows us to be more regional and it allows us to acknowledge nearby destinations like Gettysburg and Hershey Park that we know people are coming here for. And um, we can really create a full experience and a full trip for people. Um, and Cumberland Valley is that destination that we can promote and tie things into. All right. I, I went to your website and I printed out uh, one of the first things that I saw, which just I think that it's something that a lot of people would be interested in if they're looking to make a trip uh, to the Cumberland Valley, Cumberland Valley trip ideas. And you have all kinds of things here with outdoors, car shows and racing events, shopping, family fun, arts and culture, history, couples, dining and nightlife. So you kind of run the gamut here. But what is uh, what attracts most people to the Cumberland Valley? Well, every time we do a study, and that's part of what we do at the Visitors Bureau, um, the top three answers that always come back to that question are the car shows, Carlisle car shows. Carlisle car shows. Um, our collection of history, um, a lot of that is military. And then, um, obviously, the outdoors. Um, it's a beautiful area here. We have three state parks, two state forests, um, so many acres to explore and different things to do. We're the midway point of the Appalachian Trail. That's obviously a world-known trail. Uh, so those are really the top three things that bring people here, and we have so many great things that pair with it. We have the great downtowns, shopping, dining, um, some nightlife. So really, it can be a true destination and a full experience, whatever you want to come here for. I, I get the sense, and, and tell me whether this is accurate or not, but I get the sense that the Cumberland Valley is one of those places where people probably don't know about all 
the, everything that is available. And once you started explaining into the or listing them, it's like, oh, I didn't know you had that. Yeah, exactly. It's almost daunting how much there is to do here, and it makes our job um, really interesting. But that's one of the things we try to do on our website, visit cumberlandvalley.com, is really make it easy for people to find the things they're interested in and um, find an experience that means something to them here. Um, our tagline is found it because we believe that whatever you're looking for, you're probably going to be able to find it here in Cumberland Valley. And um, we try to make that as easy as possible, especially with our trip ideas. We have over 100 on the website. Um, so really, whatever you're looking for, we try to make it as easy as possible. All right, let's talk about some of those events. Yeah. The, the car shows, it seems as though every two weeks in you know, warmer weather, not only even in the, in the summertime, but yeah. the spring and the fall as well, that uh, there is some type of car show at the Carlisle Fairgrounds. And that is relatively recent, last decade or so, but that's huge. It is huge. They bring in, I believe it's over 500,000 people a year, April through October, they have events going on and they continue to grow and they are a great partner even with the downtown area. They have a couple parades at some of their events where they parade the really cool cars through the town. Um, allowing those visitors that are out at the fairgrounds to come down and experience um, the restaurants and the shops. Uh, so they're a huge impact to not only Carlisle, but this area in general. Now, now, you said downtown. I assume you're talking about downtown Carlisle? Downtown Carlisle, yes. But I know that people that come for the car shows stay in the hotels throughout the county. Uh, so really, a lot of the towns in Cumberland Valley are seeing the benefits of the car shows. You know, the, the downtowns, and I, I don't quite know how to describe them, but... Many of the downtowns in Cumberland County from Shippensburg north are very similar in that the old architecture we talked about, they all have a history, but when you talk to someone about going to downtown Carlisle, downtown Mechanicsburg, downtown Shippensburg, what do you tell them? Well, I agree that they all um, are similar in the fact that they have a great history, there's great architecture, but I think they all have their own feel, which is really unique to me. Um, Mechanicsburg's got this really cool one street with all these shops. Um, downtown Carlisle's got Dickinson College there, which kind of offers a little bit something different. The crowd's a little different. Um, Shippensburg, another college town. But even the smaller towns towards the West Shore, um, Camp Hill, downtown Camp Hill is small, but they have um, a really unique blend of um, shops there, a lot of um, made local stuff, a lot of um, unique restaurants. Uh, different ethnic cuisines you can find in the area. So while they're all historical, I think they all have a really different feel um, that makes them special. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so you want me to get the sun out? Okay, I'll see what I can do. I don't, you know, that's, we just had uh, a visitor say if we can get the sun out, but I'll... We get all kinds of requests. <laughs> you know, I have been to the, you know, where, where people have asked that before. I know. If I had that power, if I had that power... Me but too. No, that's, that's not something I, I think I can control today. <laughs> but you know what? You know, I, Jeff had talked earlier, Jeff Palmer talked about one of the, always one of the big concerns is the weather. I'm sure that train is doing that because they know we're live on the air. Anyway, mm. uh talking about the weather but today you know the high is supposed to be 72 degrees today mm -hmm. it's not raining right now it, it's almost perfect i mean yeah you'd like a little bit of sun but it's not bad there's not people like walking the streets uh saying oh boy it's hot yeah exactly i've been to some jubilee days in the past where it's like 95 degrees yeah, so this yeah. is definitely <laughs> a nice day to be out so definitely come out today you uh you mentioned second on the list was military and i assume you're uh, referring to U.S. Army Heritage and Education Center, which so many visitors have seen along I-81, have visited. You know, I almost get the sense sometimes that 
many people here in central Pennsylvania don't realize what is in their own backyards. And that is such a resource, not just for those who want to research or anything like that, but just the, the history and what you can learn there. Oh, definitely. Um, that's something we run into all the time in our primary audience is visitors coming into the area, but secondarily we're trying to get to the residents to let them know the great things that are here. And certainly the U.S. Army Heritage Education Center is one of those. They have um, great galleries that are hands-on, great for kids, and then that outdoor trail is just amazing. It's a mile long, all different kinds of things that you can experience, and um, kids can climb on some of those things. There's Civil War cabins and a World War One trench system, and just... It's changing all the time. They're adding things all the time. It's a great facility, and it's free. I don't know, Kristen. Uh, that's a good enticement. Uh, yeah, your kids can climb on a tank. Yeah, exactly. What a great sell. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hear that. Uh, you don't hear that very often. No. Uh, but you're right. That trail. I was. Uh, I was there a few weeks ago for Army Heritage Days. Mm -hmm. Another great event. And if you're just looking for a, a great walk that uh, you know is, is fascinating educational too mm -hmm. that is it I mean uh, you can walk around several times because there's so so much to see and get exercise at the same time now the outdoors um, when you mentioned the Appalachian Trail but I also think about the state parks yeah uh, Pine Grove State Furnace yep um, so we have Pine Grove Furnace State Park Kings Gap and Colonel Denning are our three state parks um, Pine Grove is certainly one of the, um, they have a lot going on there. They have the Appalachian Trail Museum, which actually just opened children's exhibits. So there's another great free experience to take kids, learn a little bit about um, the outdoors and hiking and get them immersed in um, the outdoors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually are uh, in the planning stages right now of doing one of these Smart Talk road trips uh, on one of the trails. Oh, great. Uh, and we've been talking about doing there at Pine Grove. So uh, that may be coming up in the, in the next few weeks. By the way, speaking of kids, I want to talk, that, uh, talk about uh, something else having to do with WITF here at Jubilee Day. Uh, WITF's edu education coordinator, Debbie Rick, will have uh, fun hands-on activities for kids today. So uh, once Smart Talk ends at 10 o'clock, we'll have some activities for kids right here at uh, Clay's Service Center, 138 West Main Street in, uh, in Mechanicsburg. So if you're out there listening in the car, you're at home, you're looking for something kids for the kids to do, not only be fun Jubilee Day, but have fun here with WITF at uh, 138 West Main Street uh, in Mechanicsburg. Our guest during this portion of the program is Kristen Rao, Communications Manager for the Cumberland Valley Visitors Bureau. We are at Jubilee broadcasting live a Smart Talk road trip, uh, learning a lot about Mechanicsburg, learning a lot about its history, about its economy, uh, just so many other things. But uh, Kristen, let's talk about uh, economics a little bit. Tourism, and we've heard often that tourism is such a huge industry in Pennsylvania. And I know that it's broken down by the individual visitor centers as well. What about in the Cumberland Valley? How much of an uh, impact does tourism make in the Cumberland Valley? I think it's a bigger impact than people would realize. Um, we had over 1.8 million visitors in 2014. That was our most recent statistic. I mean, that's a lot of people. And um, we're 13th out of the 67 counties in visitor spending. Uh, overnights um, spend around between 800 and 900 every time they're here. So they have an impact certainly on our businesses um, and our hotels, and they're out there spending money. And while people don't always see it, it, it does have a big impact. What about employment? Yeah. Um, I'm I believe it's over 6,000 jobs are related directly to the tourism industry, but of course there's certain um, 
supporting industries as well, even thinking about a hotel, uh, the people that they contract to bring in to do the things for them and the things that they need. Um, the reach is huge um, for jobs. Are you competing with those other, uh, those other regions? I mean, certainly we're all trying to get visitors. There's only so many people, but what I think is great about where we're located is we're kind of that hub and spoke destination. And a lot of our hotels are cheaper than the surrounding areas. So while um, we are in competition, we certainly want our visitors to know that Gettysburg is right down the street. Hershey Park is not that far away. And I think that's an advantage for us to highlight all the things you can do here because that'll extend the stay and then everybody wins. Mm -hmm. uh, now you mentioned that uh, you're the main destination, the car shows. Those people that uh, visit the car shows, do they go out and do other things? You mentioned going downtown, but do they do other things, visit some of those other sites? Oh, I think they certainly do, and that's one of our big jobs. And if you look on our website, you'll see we do have trip ideas geared specifically to those um, car show audiences. We just put up a new one recently. It's a culinary pairing. Uh, we called it gar uh, Cars and Burgers, where we're telling everybody where you can go get great burgers and great brews in the area while you're here for a car show. Because um, those people want to have a good time when they're here, and it's our job to let them know all the great things to do. You know, you just reminded me of something. I was just having this conversation the other day about how wineries in Pennsylvania are growing all the time. And there are so many people who are visit, visiting uh, uh, destinations that offer wine, offer those craft uh, beers that uh, are, are, are so many being made. What about wineries in the Cumberland Valley? Yeah, so we have a lot of wineries surrounding the Cumberland Valley. We don't have a winery per se in the county. Um, there is a great wine shop in Carlisle called Castle Rig where you can um, experience, um, do wine tastings, that kind of thing. But um, there's definitely enough around here. And we're actually seeing a lot of growth in the brewery market here in Cumberland County specifically. A lot of new breweries coming on, a lot of places where you can go get um, craft brew. Uh, so that's been a big new thing to promote. I mean, do you have people asking about that? Yes, definitely. Really? Oh, yeah. They want to know where the the closest craft brewery exactly, is? Exactly, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, that is becoming big business here in Pennsylvania and probably across the country. Uh, looking at the Cumberland Valley trip ideas, I'm looking down at arts and culture. Uh, so many towns are trying to, uh, I don't know, increase the size, of, upgrade, I don't know what the word is, uh, their arts if they have art sections of town, but the, the arts overall in, the, in their area. What about in the Cumberland Valley, kind of arts and culture? Yeah, so we have a lot of great small art galleries, but separate from that, there are a lot of people here doing a lot of unique arts and crafts, even out of their home. And um, we try to promote opportunities where they can showcase their crafts. For example, we've been a big supporter of American Craft Week, which is the first full week in October every year, where those people can come out to different businesses and showcase um, what they do. It allows them to partner with a restaurant or a shop, and it's kind of a win-win for everybody. But um, there are a lot of unique galleries here and places where you can shop local and um, find those things that you can't find anywhere else. Why? Because, Why can't you find them anywhere else? Because they're made here, and they only are sold in certain locations. Ah, so. okay. So made in the Cumberland Valley. Made in Cumberland Valley, made in Pennsylvania is really big, um, obviously in the state, but also here. There's a lot of unique things that are only made here. I'm curious, where do most of your visitors come from? We get a lot of people from the Washington, D.C., um, Maryland market, also Philly. We're a great um, weekend getaway from, the, from those markets. Um, also, we see some stuff from New York. And we're also uh, a good stopping point for people visiting from Canada going down to Florida. We're kind of that halfway stop overnight spot. Uh, so that's an interesting market for us that we're looking at to um, expand and have them maybe stay another day. Do you advertise in those markets? 
We do. We advertise in the Philly market and the D.C. market. Um, we do a little bit in Pittsburgh, but um, Philly and D.C. are two big so advertising markets. what pitch do you make in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington, even Canada? A lot of them are family getaways, uh, promoting the outdoors. Um, we promote the car shows to couples, or then they're family-friendly as well. But a lot of it's family-friendly travel, pairing the outdoors and the car shows and even the history with our um, shopping and dining. And then we're not afraid to say that we're near Hershey Park and near Gettysburg, like I said before. So they recognize those bigger names, and it helps us get people here. History. What, I mean, we've touched on it a little bit, but what history do you uh, do you highlight? Yeah, so like we, uh, some of your guests were talking before, the great architecture and history here, but we do have places you can experience that. The U.S. Army Heritage Center is, of course, one of them. But there is the, there's the Mechanicsburg Museum here in town. There's the Cumberland County Historical Society in Carlisle. Uh, there, we have a lot of great self-guided tours um, on our website. There's also a lot of unique history events that happen throughout the year uh, that we help promote. Army Heritage Days is one of them. So really packaging all that together for the visitor is what, we're, what we do. But um, there's certainly enough history to go around in this area. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot because we only have a minute or so left. But okay. Christ, I'm going to put you on the spot. Make your pitch for the, visiting the Cumberland Valley. Well, like I said before, our tagline is found it. So I think whatever activity you're passionate about, whether it be hiking, fly fishing, classic cars, um, breweries, whatever you're looking for, great food, um, you're going to find it here. And I encourage you to go to visit cumberlandvalley.com to um, find your passion. It is a great website. Uh, Kristen Rouse, the communications manager for the Cumberland Valley Visitors Bureau. Kristen, thank you very much for being with Thanks us Thanks so today. much. We only have a minute or so left, and uh, want to thank everyone uh, for being with us today. Jeff Palm was in Mechanicsburg uh, Chamber of Commerce with uh, Mechanicsburg Mayor Jack Ritter. A couple of the vendors uh, who have been here, Barb Mengus and uh, also uh, Chuck Everly from uh, the Rotary Club of Mechanicsburg, all with us today. And, uh, you know, now everything is starting to get into full swing here at Jubilee Day. The crowds are starting to pick up. I see so many people walking. Uh, here's a guy walking by with a slice of pizza. Uh, I've seen a, a lot of people taking advantage of the food. It's so funny how there are so many people who mention food. You notice that, Joe? Joe Ulrich is my engineer here. And uh, everywhere you look, you see people walking around. We have the crab cake sandwiches right next to us. Um, but, uh, again, want to thank everyone uh, for being with us today. Jubilee Day, a celebration here in Mechanicsburg in central Pennsylvania, one of the signature events for this region, and I encourage everyone to come out today. Uh, the uh, Jubilee Day will be open until 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, a great family time. I, so many families walking around, so many kids, moms and dads, uh, you know, people get off work even though it's on a Thursday, but so many people taking advantage of it. Also want to mention that uh, WITF will be here for a while longer as well. Uh, Debbie Rick, our education coordinator, will have some fun hands-on activities for the kids as well. So, you know, stop by, see Debbie. She's such a friendly face when you see her all day. She's rolling her eyes right now because she knows I'm being sarcastic. No, she is very, she is very friendly. Uh, so stop and say hello to Debbie. At 138 West Main Street, we're at uh, Clay's Service Center. And uh, I don't know what the kids, we're looking for the kids to come by, right? Absolutely. So uh, we'll be here for a, a while longer. Coming up on tomorrow's program, I have to keep remembering that this is Thursday and there is a Friday program. Coming up, uh, we get a little more serious tomorrow as we're talking about schools and money. That is on tomorrow's Smart Talk.